Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, it's Matt from the Direct to Video Connoisseur here. Thanks again for listening to the DTVC podcast. Before we jump in, I wanted to quickly let you know that my new novel, A Girl and a Gun, is available on Amazon now, both on Kindle and paperback. It follows Justin, a successful writer whose past as a scriptwriter for a fetish porn site comes back to haunt him and threatens to derail his career. As he's picking up the pieces, he gets an opportunity to make a movie called A Girl and a Gun with a rom-com star. Justin may have bitten off more than he can chew, though, because she's notoriously difficult to work with. If you're interested, you can find the link on our webpage, along with the link to my first novel, Chad and Accounting. If you have any questions, please reach out, and I thank you for the support. Now, on to the podcast. Welcome back to the Direct Video Connoisseur, everyone. As always, this is Matt here, and I am joined by uh, frequent contributors. Er, contributors, there's my uh, Boston, my Mass accent coming out there. Uh, contributors, uh, 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 Brett and Ty from Comeuppance Reviews. Welcome back, guys. Thank you for having us as uh, contributors. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Say. <laughs> well, hey, we're back. Yeah, talking, I was doing we're talking it, news. Uh, yeah, I was doing an episode with uh, Will from Exploding Helicopter, and I realized like I was about to do my normal, like I have a very special guest here, and it felt like because it's been four times that he's been on, I felt like a uh, very special guest, you know, like it, 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 it makes it sound like he's never on when he's been on multiple times, but I, I didn't think of it ahead of time, and I kind of stumbled over the introduction, um, so I was thinking, okay, with you guys, having you guys on, okay, I've got a good introduction, you know, frequent, frequent contributors, but the, the mass accent slipped me up, and I... I <laughs> It's it's great, as it often will, yeah. Right, exactly. It's a great accent. <laughs> yeah, contributors yeah. came out. All, you know, <laughs> it, it rears its head in, in, in ways that I don't expect it to, because I, do, I don't fully have the accent. Um, you know, I, I grew up kind of like, I don't know, like an hour north of Boston. And my, like my mom has it really thick. Um, I, I remember my wife, when she first met my mom, uh, when we, were, when we were just dating, she was always thought the mass accent was hilarious. And my mom grew up in like Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. So it was like about uh, like a half hour north of there. And um, we were watching Top Chef, and Emeril Lagasse has the accent. And um, she was making a joke about it. And I was like, well, you know, you're about to meet my mom. She, she really has the accent. And she was like, you never told me that. I thought she sounded like you, you know, where you don't really have an accent or it just comes out from time to time. And I was like, no, no. And um, so I remember in the backseat of the car because um, she, she didn't want to sit up front with my mom. Um, so I was sitting up front, and my, the first thing my mom says is something along the lines of like, 
yeah, I, I, I didn't even think to ask you. I had to go to Walmart to get some stuff for your father. And, and I'm just like, almost like, lost. The best part is like later on, because my wife has, you know, Philly accent. Um, we were going to the beach and she was wanting to get pictures or something. And like a piece of the shutter from her digital camera fell off. And she's like, oh, my, my shutter fell off. My mom goes, hmm. off. Oh, do I detect an accent? And it's like, mom, <laughs> you haven't pronounced an R this entire car ride. And you're talking about my wife. You know, we're talking about Jen's accent. Um, so it was, a, it was kind of a funny story about that. Well, you mean the entire car ride. <laughs> the whole car ride up to the beach. Yes. Well, see, I love the uh, – oh, go ahead, yeah. Brad. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, people that have accents don't think they have accents. Like, I mean, I believe I'm speaking perfect accent-free English. But if you talk to someone maybe somewhere else in the world, they'll, they might say – I have an American accent, you right. know, maybe I mean, people listening to this in the UK might say, oh, he sounds like such a yank or something like that. But to me, what it sounds yank. like I'm just speaking with no accent at all. But that's not how other people hear it, possibly. Right. It's also, I want to mention the best Boston accent movie is Kevin Costner, 13 Days. Uh, so, <laughs> well, thank you for tying this back to movies. That was good. Yeah, because you're talking about nuclear war here. <laughs> that's not in the movie, by the way. That's only uh, in the trailer. Um, which was very disappointing. Right, because I know you were waiting for that part when uh, some Kennedy or other said uh, they're talking about nuclear war well, here. Well, I, technically, Kevin Costner does not play Kennedy. He plays like some like advisor dude. So uh-huh. it's like, so. Well, close enough. I mean, I'm sure he had the same similar accent to the Kennedys. Yeah. So yeah, well, when, the thing is, right, was that he, he, he was in, what was it, Mystic River, right? And he displayed the Boston accent there, I think, and people were like, oh, look at that. He can do a Boston accent. So it's Ooh, like, Sean Penn? No, no. Um, what, Kevin Bacon was in it, too, wasn't he? No, no, uh, no. just just Costner in 13 Days. No Bacon. <laughs> oh, oh, you're thinking of Costner in 13 I was thinking of Bacon in yeah. 13 Okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking, okay, so I, now I'm, I'm yeah. Uh, you, you probably said Kevin Costner in my head. Yeah, Somehow I said Costner, into, right? Yeah, I, I believe you did, yes. Yeah. yeah. Somehow it turned into Bacon for me. I was thinking Bacon. <laughs> well, as things often do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bacon the food or bacon the actor? Or Kevin Bacon. Either one. Or the Bacon Brothers, their uh, their musical act. (laughs) No food jokes is their album name, right? (laughs) It should be if it isn't. Yeah, no, that's what it's like. No food jokes, please. (laughs) They played um, locally in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, um, where I grew up. I think there was a venue called the Music Hall that they played at. And um, some guy that worked with my friends, apparently he. He said to them, he's like, oh, I went and saw the Bacon Brothers, and they really rocked the house. And that just became this joke for us whenever the Bacon, you know, they really rocked the house. And, um, yeah, and so that was like, uh, uh, I, I don't know if the Bacon Brothers really rocked the house. I don't know. I, I think when they, they played it, it was really expensive to go see them. I think they're, they're a premium ticket. Yeah, that's the way things are these days. You know, the concert tickets are way more money than they used to be. And then you know, I don't, you know, if you had a nosebleed seat for the Bacon Bros, that's okay. <laughs> so it's like, and the Bacon Bros, yeah, it's not like Bacos. Yeah, Bacos. That's what their kids are, Baco bits. You know. It's yeah. Like... Sure. Yeah. Well, why didn't they never like? He never really capitalized. Maybe he thought it would be too obnoxious to to capitalize on that to sell like a a ba- or maybe you know, maybe he's vegan. You know, but he could have sold yeah, yeah. Baked bacon, right? He could have sold you know. Bacon, um, bacon, yeah, right, bacon, bacon, <laughs> and then it could be some guy who isn't him pitching the product, yeah. kind of like Tom Cruise from Hover Around. Yeah. yeah, this is the real. That's the real Tom Cruise. Right. <laughs> yeah, he actually is the real Tom Cruise, right? That's right. Because the other <laughs> Tom Cruise, the other Tom Cruise, is, has a, has another name, right? Thomas Maypother. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I never thought of it like that. You're right. He's, <laughs> and I think he was probably if he's older, then he 
came first. So, you know, then not only is he the real Tom Cruise, he was born before him too. So, I mean, he, he has a legitimate claim there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, um, I just, I just, I just kind of Owen Wilson it there. Did you catch that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, now today's episode, you know, oh, yeah. like, like like we're want to do, we tend to, we we do our lists here, and I feel horrible because the the person who who um on our um on my Facebook page suggested we do a Matthias Hughes list. I I couldn't remember who who made that recommendation, and I couldn't find it on the Facebook page in time. So hopefully by the time we post this episode, I, I will go in and be able to give at least give that person full credit on the Facebook page because um I, it was a great idea for this one for this list and i don't know about you guys but i almost have i have a feeling this is going to be maybe like the most fun list um of the ones we've done was it an m hughes yeah (laughs) (laughs) i said it off the air i'm saying it again i know know. it's it'd be amazing i can only imagine like you know like sometimes we do have like actors who who, will like follow what we do and or, or like our facebook page and stuff like that but hughes is one that like it seems like he's very active on a lot of these things um that, but i just yeah is, I, right shirtless in hollywood is his handle yeah. on instagram so yeah. he has yeah. responded or at least like something you know yeah so, he, so, so maybe he'll dig this i, I hope so but before well, trimble, we go oh, okay, trimble, trimble did yeah. Oh, Trimble, yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah, thanked Trimble. us for the, the 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 one that you guys did on your site. The what, what, what was it called? Jet Jack uh, B. Trimble. I believe. Jack B. Trimble. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we go further, I mean, maybe we should get out of the way. We might have a Marchini Marchini situation here. Now, is it Matthias or is it Matthias? So, I go with Matthias because he's German, but he may have anglicized it when he came over here to make it Matthias. Um, because they they don't have that th sound in German. I never hmm. heard it said out loud, his name, really. Yeah, so that's true. We've written about it a lot, and yeah, we've seen his yeah. movies a lot, but we've never really talked in that way, where it's, oh, yeah. is it Matthias or Matthias? You know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, if I watch a certain trailer from a movie I might mention, <laughs> maybe it will they will say it. So I will yeah. not say the movie, but the, I have I an idea look. of what it might be. But yeah, so I can't, I don't want to give it away. So. Mm. Yeah, right. and I, I, I thought maybe before we get into our list to maybe kind of go over just kind of a little bit about what, what makes him so great. Um, it, they, for me, at least, and I don't know about, about how you guys feel, but there, there is a sense that like, you know, we always talk about this best period of action being from like late eighties, early nineties, kind of in that window, maybe 80, you know, if we do 86 to 95 or something like that. But it Hughes was one of those ones that like, like we talked about how Malibu and and Evan Laurie propped up those movies, but Hughes was like a different level of propping up. That 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 he he embodied so much of what made that period so great, and and it, he was like this larger than life figure that could just like the moment he was in the movie, it, it was like another level. Exactly, like you see this man, this Matthias. He's like, okay, something cool is about to happen here. <laughs> That's true. He's got the yeah. look. You know, yeah. he's got the look. It. You know. He has the blonde, long hair, and he has a certain kind of, like, I don't know if you call it like a... What, a Fabio-esque? Mm, I mean... Maybe like evil Fabio? He did play a lot of bad guys. That's true. Yeah. And it, it would have been nice to see him as a good guy more. I mean, I, he, I think he has done it, but he's usually a baddie. I just think, you know... But he has a certain sort of charm, like... Like, he doesn't say that much, but he kind of smiles, and it's kind of charming, I guess. But uh, <laughs> it, but certainly the look and the hair, and um, it, it was perfect, perfect for the time. 
Yeah, and and the other thing I always thought about with him is that other than maybe like Dolph Lundgren, or you can maybe even make a case for you know for Michael Jai White that the size and athleticism that Hughes had, like in real life, nobody would want to be dealing with him. Like he, like, even if you knew like, you know, Don, the dragon Wilson, martial arts kind of level, it's like, you wouldn't be able to really hurt him you know, cause he's so big, but by the same token, he's so fast and athletic that, yeah, I think Dolph is another character. I, I always thought like the expendables did a great job with Dolph where when he fought Jet Li, Jet Li, like, kind of maneuvered Dolph into like a confined space so he could use his speed a little bit and, and kind of, take Dolph's size and make it a, a, a negative. But there's always that sense in watching Matthias Hughes. I mean, I think um, in, in one of the movies we'll be talking about, I think um, he grabs a character by the throat and it's like his hand takes up the entire face almost <laughs> when he's grabbing them by the throat. It's like, you know, they, they always had to come up with these creative ways for him to lose um, because he was so larger than life. But it, it, I, it was something that I always loved about seeing him. And, but yeah, he also did have this kind of like, I don't know, like like offbeat personality that he was sometimes injected into the films. Yeah, that's true. And um, for one of the movies that I think is coming up, I do have sort of a, I guess it's not called a story, but sort of an anecdote about his athleticism and and just how athletic he really was. You know, we we I think we tend to think of him as a puncher, but you're right. He he can run and uh, you know do all these sort of like athletic things like yes. he probably could have been a football player at least or that's some other sport but you know he went into the acting game i guess we can go right into the list do you want us to start first yeah Matt, you guys or... go with your number five and we'll, we'll just kind of go from there let me just double check it um because my list went away Come all on, right Ty, so... now is not the time <laughs> <laughs> no here it is it's fists of iron is the number five Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. So this was the one that I couldn't watch before the uh, the episode because the version on YouTube was so bad that uh, <sighs> I just no. I had to scrap it. Um, now is it on Tubi? Yeah. It wasn't on Tubi. No, it's not on any of them. And so I think I was, I was telling um, Ty it was so bad that I couldn't tell the difference between Sam Jones and Marshall Teague. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's actually kind of, I understand that. Well, I think yeah, even in like crystal clear clarity, I don't think people would be able to do that. So you got to cut yourself some slack there. But yeah, that yeah. is unfortunate because this is definitely worthy of being on the list. Yeah. I thought it was kind of a tricky list to start with because he does play a lot of similar roles. Mm-hmm. So I started off with two of his similar roles, five and four. But okay. Fitz and I, are, I would definitely check out. You could just buy on, t- you still have a VCR, right, Matt? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So if, yeah. if I can find a VHS so, copy of it, yeah. I saw it online for cheap, like 20 bucks. Oh, that's not you know. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's not that cheap. Maybe by your standards, because you're so rich. I, but, you know. well, I'm not, well, I paid a lot more for this back in like 10 years ago, so it all got cheaper. Well, no. that's good. Well, also, 20 <laughs> bucks is not bad with this current VHS market. Well, like, that's yeah. true. That is the true. The gouging yeah. that's been going on. I, I think I, I, I don't know if I told you guys about like There's a local like used bookstore um, near us here that has like used books, VHS, DVDs, all that stuff. And I saw a copy of Savage Streets, and they wanted 40 bucks for it. That's um, outrageous. Yeah. Well, but the sad part is that's not even their fault. I think that is the going rate for a Savage Streets VHS. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. No, that's video. just – that's just, I mean, it is awesome, but you know, it's on other formats. It made it to DVD, Blu ray. I mean, like, if it was the only way to see it, that would be one thing. But, you know, they're catering to those VHS collectors. Yeah. I only have it in that kind of cheap, cheapish DVD. I need to maybe upgrade my copy. No, but I got the, the Blu ray. Yeah. So, I, yeah. No more innocent hearts. <laughs> oh, also, I have the soundtrack. <laughs> so, that John one is Farnham. on Tubi. Yeah, that's on TV. And of course, justice for one, <laughs> justice for all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, know, I guess you have to sing whether it's our podcast or not. Well, 
Well, no. you talked about just Savage Streets has those awesome songs. That's I know, true. I know. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. So now the other title for this is Enter the Shoot Fighter, because I think that's yeah. the version that's yeah. on YouTube is the Enter the Shoot Fighter version. That's interesting because it came out on VHS here as Fists of Iron. Right. So I'm thinking that's some sort of foreign or non-U.S. version. Yeah, that makes it sense. It would have been Shoot Fighter 3 maybe, which would have been kind of cool. Yeah. And the plot of it could be like a Shoot Fighter. You know, it's got uh, Michael Worth versus Matthias Hughes, you know. And is that Victor Bragg? Or is that Victor Bragg, yeah. Vic- well, he has two names. It's Victor the Destroyer Bragg <laughs> and Victor the Giant brag brag and, and well because you think victor brag would be enough because you know as we have been saying for yeah. years it's such a yeah. great name for a fighter because when you're the victor you gotta brag exactly yeah <laughs> and he's, he has to wear his american pants in it too if i'm not mistaken yes i believe so. he does have those zubas with the stars yeah. and stripes oh, and yeah <laughs> yeah he's a, he's a mean, real american and, <laughs> well, and he's not but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> But that was something Ty and I were talking about too, with some with this list. And and again, you know, it is as we you know put in parentheses, Paula, uh, tricky list. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like, what is something that would maybe set? Like you said, a lot of the the Hughes parts are the same. What are the things that set it apart from another Hughes part? And I think good Zubaz pants is is, yeah. is one of those <laughs> elements. Um, I think as we we go through yeah. these movies, I think we're going to come up with some other ones similar to that. Yeah. Similar well, like yes, there was a lot of creative Zuba wearing back then, and that is one of the better ways to differentiate these parts. Because let's face it, he didn't get the meatiest roles with the you know with the in terms of the emotional range of the character. So you have to look elsewhere to differentiate them. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah, I've checked it out when you can. Hopefully, YouTube or yeah, you know, or you can find a copy soon. Yeah, maybe you could just bite the bullet and get the VHS because yeah. it might be worth it having in your collection. As the director video connoisseur, you might want to have that. I know. It's interesting. Like, when I moved down here, I put a bunch of my, my VHSs in storage at my, my parents. Um, and I think I did. I don't. I may have brought some of them up here with me. Um, so my, my brother, I guess my dad was kind of going through stuff to get rid of things. And my brother was asking what we needed. And when I told him, like, well, some of the VHSs, I want to maybe get a sense of them because they're, they're kind of rare. And he started listing off Disney movies, which makes me think mm-hmm. that it was a different group of VHS movies. I would think. For yeah. my VHS movies. Just the violence from Disney, right? It's just like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Goofy versus Mickey. They're punching. Right, yeah, it's like. Right. Well, that happened in Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, that game where Goofy kills people or slays people. Yeah, he has a sword, sword and he like kills a, people. Like, Gorf, I'm killing you, Gorf. <laughs> yeah, so. that was, that was that was that one of the Kingdom Kingdom Hearts was a Genesis game, right? Uh, or was it Nintendo? Was that, I think it was like a later game. It was like a PS2 or oh, Xbox, okay. something like that. I never played it, but it was I just, never played it either. Because that was after. all these Disney characters who are like in medieval times, I guess. I don't really know much about it. <laughs> but but they do have weapons, I believe. Yeah, they have weapons. Goofy has a sword. So it's like... <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I remember they, they made Disney movies for the Nintendo for a period of time. I think the, the best one out of those, my favorite, was Rescue Rangers. Um, oh yes. Oh yeah. yeah. You have yeah. that one, bro. Oh, the, the the Capcom ones were the best. Yes. Yeah. Because um, they also had Mickey Mouse Capade, which is not that's one of the right. better ones. But but yeah, uh, DuckTales, that's considered yeah. one of the best um, of that sort of game. Yeah. Yeah, those were those were good. That's right. That's what it was. Mouse Capade was the one I was thinking of that. I think I was confusing Kingdom Hearts with that. But then I was thinking, I thought there was a Genesis one that was maybe it wasn't Kingdom Hearts, but it was something similar to that. Yeah, I, I do believe they made Disney games throughout pretty much all this, you know, game iterations. <laughs> Wait, so this makes sense too. You know, no more Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> uh, John Farm. <laughs> yeah. 
Sure. <laughs> Maybe that's a, a perfect segue. Yeah, what's it's, your number five? <laughs> my number five. So I kind of also has the word fist in the title. I went with fist fighter um, for my Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I just – I. You, the, Hughes's part's not huge. He's um Rhino he plays Reinhardt. Rhino Reinhardt, which is just a fantastic yeah. name. Um, the the baddie that's running this sort of underground fight thing is played by Mike Connors, who played Mannix. Um, and which I just my my wife watches Mannix a lot, and I I, I love that show. It's a great you know seventies detective show. So seeing him as a baddie, where it's like I think like there's a, a scene in the film where um the woman that he's his kept woman um gives uh. Uh, the hero and his buddy some some evidence or some money or something and he he's angry so he goes like to attack her in a uh, in a hot tub and he's like wearing like this velour tracksuit like <laughs> angrily going into a hot tub after her which was hilarious but but from the Hughes standpoint it's an yeah. interesting Hughes film because usually in the Hughes films it's this larger than life guy and how can he be beaten you know how can somebody beat him um, whereas with Fist Fighter um, our hero um, I'm, I'm blanking on his name Jorge Rivero. Uh, it's it's already established that he can oh. take um, Hughes. C.J. Thunderbird. C.J. Thunderbird, exactly. <laughs> Another He's great on, name. What a name. And also, yeah. uh, I don't want to jump ahead too much here, but let's not forget um, is Eddie Albert or Edward Albert as Punchy. As Punchy, yes. And exactly. that guy, that beast guy that we called a Robin Williams-esque monster. <laughs> yes. <Right. laughs> all his body hair. Yes, exactly. And of course, I love the way that the hero ends up beating him, right? But the he, he grabs him by the uh, the testicular region and then, like holds on and punches while he's holding on to the testicular <laughs> Don't region. Don't see that too often. But, you know, <laughs> that's think. the thing about no rules punch fighting is that yeah. there's no rules. There's no rules. Right, right. So you, you can go there. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting to have a movie where it, Matthias Hughes is not the larger-than-life guy that you're wondering how he's going to lose. It's already established that that he could be beaten, and then it turns into this like prison slog, which is interesting. Um, where like uh, like like because right, what happened? Like like Connor's like uh, turns the lights out because he realizes that uh, Hughes is going to get beaten by by Jorge Rivera by C.J. Thunderbird, and um, <laughs> then it kind of turns into this whole thing of like, okay, how do we get this guy out of here? And then they they put him in prison for a while, and that's when he he's in prison. He has to beat that big monster guy. Um, yeah. And that's how he wins his freedom is by beating that big monster guy. And then we get our, our end fight scene with, with Hughes. And then you said that you watched on YouTube, right? And yes. It was, you said it was, it was reversed? Or was... Yeah. Yes. And I didn't discover it until the end, which I don't know how I missed this. Because usually you can see it in the opening credits. Like the opening credits mm-hmm. are, are, are off. And you go, okay, well, I because I, um, you know, the opening credits are backwards i need to find i need to play this through um i have a i have a, a plug-in on my my browser that allows me to reverse the image back um when it's reversed uh, and somehow I, I i missed that part and i guess i maybe i wasn't paying much enough attention because whatever was there wasn't maybe enough writing in the film like you know like signs and stuff like that because there really isn't a lot when you think about it there's not like um street signs or anything like that that you could pick up on to be like okay this is reverse and then it got to the end credits and i noticed the credits were backwards and i was oh. like i watched this movie in reverse the whole time <laughs> well i was telling you uh last night that <laughs> youtube has more does more reverse shots than bruce willis <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you say, doesn't that affect the ending? Like, I don't want to give any spoilers, but wouldn't that change the end of the, the bad? Or the, the person wins. Yeah. Right, right. Well, no, because what it is is it, instead of beating up Matthias Hughes from left to right, he's beating him up from right to left or whatever. Oh. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, oh, like, it's really weird. There's a really good chance I've watched some movies on YouTube that were in reverse, and I didn't know. Yeah, you know? it's supposed to evade the copyright. Um, I guess there's some sort of copyright programming that 
is able to like pick up if a, a copyrighted movie is on online, and so they reverse it as a way to evade that copyright hmm. uh, program. Interesting, but but Fist Fighters, I, I yeah, see why it's your number five because it's you know it's worthy of the Hughes canon, but maybe not as much Hughes as you might want. But it, it is balanced out by the presences of Punchy and CJ Thunderbird and Manix. Yeah. So that's a good one. That's a good choice. Yes. It's not on my list because it's similar. I did Fist of Iron now, number four. I did Deathmatch, you know, oh, yeah. where uh, Hughes plays Mark Vanek, which is a great name. <laughs> yes. So this is my yeah. number three. So we can maybe oh, go a little bit more in okay. depth here because, uh, uh, yeah, sure. we, we, yeah but, it'll be coming up again. So Now, this is the one with the really great cast. Oh, right? my goodness. It's, everybody. Oh, yes. T- yeah. Ty or Matt, who's in the movie? Let's just do a yeah. rundown here. Sure. Well, Richard I mean, Lynch. So, who wants to do the rundown? <laughs> yeah, do you, yeah, yeah. You want to? Yeah, you, you, Richard Lynch. Yeah, yeah. I've got it on IMDb. So if you want to name yeah. someone, then if yeah, yeah, you got it. So Ian Jacklin, Martin yeah. Cove, Matthias Hughes. Um, <laughs> I who else is in this? Richard Lynch, Jorge Rivero's back. <laughs> Benny the Jet, Eric Lee. So. Yeah, and then the the um the fight choreography was um I believe was was Art Camacho, and he has like a very small part, but I think um this is a, an, an Art Camacho joint as well. Um, and this is a must for punch fighting fans. Oh, I would this say. is like a, a top punch fighter. So it has all your favorites punching. Yeah, it, it, this movie brings <laughs> up a piece of the punch fighting area that I don't know how you guys feel about this, but this idea of killing off fighters who lose. It's like the idea of like if you've got two baseball teams playing, right? And the team that loses, they all die. And it's like, but but no, but there's like people in that baseball team that, you know, beyond the fact that you don't want them to lose their lives, right? That's that's horrible. We don't want them to be dying. No, But but from a a business standpoint, there's people on that other team (laughs) that you'd want to watch play again. And I feel like from the same point of of owning a, a fight business, like I wouldn't want fighters to be dying because... I need fighters for the next night's bill. And, you know, just because this guy lost doesn't mean it's not going to be fun to see him fight somebody else. And so he has to die immediately. It's cutting down a lot of promise because, you know, a lot of people in their first part of their career, maybe they're not so good, but then they get better and better. So this really never gives the fighters a chance to grow. No, and 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 Martin Cove is presented to us as this really great businessman, which which interesting, right? Is that Matthias Hughes, who is is working underneath him, is kind of like everything, right? He's a fighter, he's a hatchet man, he's an advisor. Um, it's like he does everything for Martin Cove, and he even kind of makes a point, like as a business standpoint, maybe what you're doing here, not necessarily with the killing the fighters, it's other stuff, right? It's getting involved with like um drug stuff and thing or, or gun running stuff and things like that where he's like maybe you're 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 this isn't a good idea but we're, we get this idea that martin Coase is a great businessman it, it seems like he would get that from a business standpoint that killing off the fighters isn't a good idea well see that's why matthias hughes has to do all the work because they're killing everybody else so he has to do like quadruple quintuple <laughs> duty because everyone else is dead so of course he has a, a lot of jobs to do um, <laughs> But uh, but it's true. I mean, yeah, it's probably a little unfair to kill the fighters that lose. You know, maybe just give them like a timeout. He's Hughes is really good in this one because he's like almost second or third build, and then he has a great bolo tie. It's just like <laughs> you gotta love it. Well, I guess because if Bolo Young couldn't be involved with right. everyone else, oh Bolo, yeah, <laughs> bolo, bolo for Bolo. You know, we did that one. Because I was saying how like um, you know why because I was watching this and I was, I was mentioning the tie about watching it how like it when when Matthias Hughes um, when he beats up 
uh, Ian Jacklin's buddy, um, and because uh, you know, Ian Jacklin's buddy, who's in this fight game, doesn't want to kill his opponent, and so Martin right, Kovac teaches him a lesson. Yeah, Nick, yeah, Nick Hill, and he, um, uh, yeah, um, he he beats him up. Um, it's funny to watch bol- uh, watch Matthias Hughes take off his bolo tie first before he he uh, starts the fight. So it's like a it's like a, a beautiful touch similar to the Zubaz pants that makes a a movie like this stand out. Well, you know that when a man is taking off his bolo tie to fight you, that's not a good sign. That's not yeah. something you want to see happen in your own personal life. Right. You don't want to see that point of view. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's taking off his bolo tie. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. That's good. a big uh-oh. Yeah. And he kind of has trouble with it. He kind of struggles getting it. He just finally just rips it off. Like, I think he was originally planning to just like, pull it off. But, I mean, I don't know how a bolo tie works. I've never worn one before. I, probably, I feel like maybe for research purposes, I should go out and get one just to try it. Yeah, go ahead. Sense. Tell, well, tell mean, us how that goes in the next episode we do. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I mean, it is very American. Maybe they just don't have them in Germany, and he wasn't like really used to wearing one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is, a, this is a good one. People really, this is not really on. Uh, it's on Tubi, or were you watching on YouTube? It's on YouTube. I had to watch YouTube. It on YouTube. Okay. It better. So, so Ian Jacklin posted this on YouTube. So it's it's his YouTube page, which I think he's like selling some some medicines or something i don't know what he's doing on his he's, he's using it for other things but he did upload this movie because it's essentially it's his movie like he's it's, it's a ian jacklin vehicle yeah yeah um even though if you look at the the, the dvd copies on uh, on on imdb they all have hughes front and yeah, center hughes and cove yeah right, exactly well those were the two biggest stars probably out of everyone maybe richard lynch but he's barely in it yeah yeah he and richard lynch and and, and jorge rivera have these very small scenes where they're just you know there and then they're they're done um but um but yeah i think because ian jacklin posted it he posted a better version than what you usually get for a um a, a youtube copy i mean and that's good and also i mean this is such a uh, such a good example of a 90s video store vhs punch fighting movie yeah. i mean like you go to your video store in like 1995 yeah. and this is like like really the the gold you're looking for yeah. i mean this this really delivers yeah. that you go to the martial arts section it's like wait death match <laughs> this is gonna be a good one <laughs> right and it, and i mean yeah. the american vhs is isn't it just hughes like it's just hughes. with his fist up and it's a yeah. death match yeah i mean he's like front and center on the box art i mean it, think of all the other people they could have put on the box but they just went with just a picture of hughes yeah cause it's, it's almost like when you're in the video store that larger than life guy it's kind of the way we talked about when the, we did the bolo young list how like bolo on the cover of these vhs's you know, especially in Bolo's case, it was because he was in um, the, the Van Damme films. But it's like that idea of like, oh, Bolo Young, like kind of taking up the cover. This has got to be good. Right. Right. Because I think we mentioned this before. Like if it's not one of the more mainstream guys and it's one of the other guys, as you might say, it has a lot more promise because maybe it'll do things and go farther or go to some weird areas that maybe the more mainstream actioners would not. That's what I love about these direct-to-video punch fighters, because something different is going to happen. Right. You know, something weird may happen. You know, yeah. you never know. Someone might, like, fall on a snake, or who knows what you're going to see. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah. so what is your number four, Matt? So my number four is No Retreat, No Surrender 2. Um, oh. Oh, yeah. That's a, okay. that's a good yeah. one. It's kind of – it's interesting yeah. – I read about this because this was his first role, and I was reading up a little bit about him to kind of get a sense of, of, for the podcast, kind of even how he got into this business. And apparently, he owned like fitness spas in France, 
and then sold them off and came to America to be in movies. And uh, I guess when they were making No Retreat, No Surrender 2, they couldn't get Van Damme to reprise his role. So they saw Hughes and thought, okay, why don't you play the part? And and that's how he ended up in this he movie. Fantastic and, job, by the way. Yeah, it it for me, I think it is that idea of like, okay, this is this is kind of introducing us to somebody that is, you know, I mean, the movie has other great names. It's got, you know, uh, Avedon, it's got uh, Cynthia Rothrock, um, Corey Yuen directs it Max again. Fair. Max Fair. Max Fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and for Hughes to kind of be a villain that stands out in this movie to make the whole thing, I don't know, like, yeah. I think it makes the movie come together a little bit. Yeah. It's like, okay, now we got now we got something here. Because he has a lot of energy. Just, oh, he does. It's great. So I know Avedon, I know we kind of sour a little bit on Avedon. But he, he he's good. He's still good in the martial arts department. Well, that the big final fight they have at the end is like amazing. It's like one of the best ever. Yeah, that's a good point. Is this this isn't the one I'm trying to think of? Which is the one that I got a picture of Avedon crying um, for uh, the the screen. <laughs> was, that was that Manhattan Chase? No, oh no, it was um, obviously uh, well, King of the Kickboxers. King of the Kickboxers. That's what it was. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, he shows a lot of range all in the space of like one minute. So it's, yeah. you know, <laughs> Billy Blanks was pretty evil in that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Anyone would be crying. It's not his fault. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. It is interesting because you get you got Cynthia Rothrock in here. Um, it, it's yeah, it's like you, you get these names. And I think for, for, for Hughes, for it to be his first movie and not that these names were necessarily as established either, like Cynthia Rothrock, I think. in but the 87, I mean, she's not like this huge established uh, property here in the U.S. either, um, and of course Avedon was new, so it's kind of like a lot of kind of new people in here. Um, but when you think of all the names that were in this film, for for him to have stood out the way he did, it was kind of like a harbinger of things to come. But also, yeah, it kind of establishes him as this as this this force that that we're going to see in the '80s and '90s. Well, that's a good point. Excellent point. Yeah, I, this one's not on my list. Um, oh, I'm surprised. Yeah, I did make it. Uh, I have another one for number three, two, and one. But there was a lot of good choices. It was like, well, that's a good one. That's a really good one. But I have something for number three. That's because it's really all about that final fight. So yeah. I guess I could see why you might not have included it as a like a a movie. I, I mean, I I also get why Matt did. But that yeah. final fight is really the it's fantastic. Kind of the, it's so great that that yeah. does kind of make it. it makes you want to rewatch it. And there's another the number three. Oh, wait, well, it's why I keep talking about the movie. No, no, I no. I, number three. Um, yeah which is Mission of Justice, where uh, Hughes plays Titus Larkin, the brother of Bridget Nielsen, which makes sense. Which makes sense. Good casting. I think that's good casting. That makes sense to me. Yeah, that actually would... I totally understand that with the way they look. Yeah, this one... a great fight with Wincott. Go ahead. It doesn't. This one just missed my list, but again, oh. I, it's kind of the same. Yeah, so this one's not on my list, but um, yeah, the fight with Wincott, I think, yeah. was just... Like, it was like... You you watch the movie knowing these two are in it, and you you want that good fight scene, and the fact yep. that it delivered was great. It delivered oh, the good. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, and this is the movie with that amazing fight scene in the garage. Is that yes? Yes, it is in the car what? in the car garage. It's like an auto yeah. garage. I mean, yeah. I don't think Hughes is in that scene. If no, I'm not, no, but, not. but as far as a Wincott fight scene, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this before, probably on our Wincott episode. But that is an amazing, amazing fight scene i really think that is one of the best director video yeah. 80s fight or 90s fight scenes ever i really do believe that it's amazing 
And you gotta love the bit with Wincott versus Hughes because you know Hughes like he takes off his shirt with his big <laughs> belt, yeah, with his belt on. It's like I have your friend's belt. <laughs> it's like, and the okay. whole plot of the movie is great too. It's like it's, it, the title is kind of a play on words, a mission of justice. So it's you know it's sure Wincott's on a mission of justice as you might expect, but uh, Bridget Nielsen runs like this mission, like to supposedly help homeless people, but she's actually evil. That's not a spoiler. I mean, we kind of know yeah. that, and. Uh, and so the fact that she's like an evil like administrator is just yeah. <laughs> such a great plot, you know, uh, I guess uh, idea. Um, and so you put Hughes and uh, Wincott into that and uh, and you get a winner. Yeah, this this is one of those ones that is just like like the Wincott 90s DTV actioner. It, you like I don't remember there, there. There weren't too many stinkers that Wincott had. Um, it's no, like. I- when, a there's a couple. Wins. There's a couple. Yeah. The donor and there's a couple. Yeah. Oh, and um, the donor. Fine, uh, fatal combat. Oh, fatal combat. Yeah, yeah. there's a yeah. couple. But I see your point. I mean, he he had a lot of good hits at that time. Yeah, figuratively and, and literally. This was one. I think this is now. Is, is this this is the one mission of justice where he he has the scene where he goes into this dojo full of guys that want to beat him up and i think he like has like this his batons are on the yeah, ground that's in there too because he yeah. has to fight. oh yeah he gets to use his yeah. stick fighting and he does yeah. some really great stick fighting in that garage scene too yeah yeah but yeah if you were going to have brigitte nielsen have a brother uh, <laughs> you know getting getting uh, uh hughes for that part is was was perfect, it's perfect. casting it's perfect i, I mean see. yes dolph probably could have done it as well but yeah. if you can't get dolph then hughes yeah. is definitely a, a great choice Matt, what's your number three? So my number three was Deathmatch, so we could probably... Oh, uh, okay. We could yep. just jettison that, I guess. Yeah. So, I um, mean, number two, I have I Come in Peace. Okay, oh. So that one's my number one. Oh, uh, okay. So, so we can give that one a little bit more run as well. Okay, so it's Dolph versus Matthias. Now, <laughs> you're talking... I will get you, Matthias. I come in peace. It's like I was waiting for this because I can. I'm sure you were to do that for it. Like I'm so tired of you, Brian Ben Ben. I watch I like Dream Brian. On. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I like Dream On. Actually, I don't. It's not a good show. I don't like those uh, cutaways to the animals. It's uh, very annoying. Um, but this uh, brings me back to the anecdote I teased earlier, which yes. was um, a, on the Blu-ray, I believe there's some interviews or some commentary or something where, you know, that kind of famous scene where um, Matthias Hughes is kind of running across the tops of cars and there's like blow ups happening behind him and he's running. Amazing sequence. Uh, they were saying that like as part of his character, he has to wear these really heavy boots and it's like, it's hard for most people to walk in those boots, but he was doing those run runs and jumps in the boots, like over and over again. And they were just, their minds were boggled about how he could actually do that and how high of a level his athleticism was. Like most people, most human beings couldn't do that, you know, because, you know, run across cars with those blowups behind you wearing really heavy boots. Like that's, that's an ask that I think most people couldn't fulfill, but, uh, he was dead and it's right there on screen, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Like we talk about, there's very few that like, I mean, Dolph is maybe another one that has like the size and athleticism to do that. And actually kind of an interesting thing is, I don't know if Dolph was a, a pentathlete, but, but Hughes was. Well, he was a pentathlon. <laughs> he was in that movie. <laughs> versus was David soul. <laughs> right, exactly. And David soul was a Nazi. And, uh, <laughs> and there's that guy at the boom box and the, that amazing scene with the boom box, man. So <laughs> yeah. let's not forget about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, 
Yeah, so Hughes actually was a. I mean, you know, I wonder if maybe there's a sense of Dolph seeing that, like being, wow, he, he actually is a pentathlete, you know, that you see what wow. he do. Wow, that's what Dolph sounds like. <laughs> sounds like Owen Wilson. I'm sure that's exactly how Dolph said it too. And yes. Owen Wilson sounds like Dolph Lundgren. But like, whoa, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I am now Owen Wilson. <laughs> that's voice swap. <laughs> okay, so it's like the Parent Trap, but with Owen trap, Wilson. Right, and, that would be it's, amazing. It's the voice trap. That would the be voice amazing, trap. the voice trap, where we're yeah. with Dolphin. I guess we, we're, we're coming up with new subject trap. ideas, maybe. We're, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, you guys okay. should sit, put this aside, because I feel yeah, like okay. Ty could have a real field day with this. Yeah. You know? um, but, but speaking of athletes in this movie, um, Jay Billis plays the good alien, um, the one who's supposed so, so, so to be helping, but he ends up dying right, off. Right, yes. Um, so he was a, a Duke basketball standout, and he... Ended up, I, I looked at his, I just looked at his IMDb profile. It looks like he did do a TV movie in 2016, but he hadn't really, didn't do anything else after he did that movie in 1990 because he went into doing, you know, broadcasting for, um, uh, for college basketball games. But um, because he did Dark Angel, he got a SAG card and um, he was in a, 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 a interview on a sports radio podcast I listened to, or like actually a sports radio show that they just put as a podcast. Um, and they asked him about that. And he said that because he has a SAG card from doing that one movie, which now I guess is two, but at that time it was just the one, he was voting on the SAG awards every year. And, you know, because he was doing all the college basketball stuff, he never really watched any of the movies. So he'd have to give his, have his wife, you know, screen them and pick the, uh, the, you know, like their votes for the, the, the SAG awards. So uh, it, it's funny how, because I mean, I don't know how often that happens with us with these movies, because a lot of these movies are not, you know, they're, they're not SAG movies, a lot of DTV movies, they don't, you know, you know, but the ones that do use SAG actors that are in it for like one or two scenes, like that's it. They're, they're in the Screen Actors Guild and I guess they can always vote on the awards. Yeah. And also just in case people don't know, Dark Angel is the alternate title for I Come yes. in Peace, in case yeah. people don't know that. That's right. Yeah. That's, I think Dark Angel is what it's listed. Oh, no. Yes. Dark Angel on IMDb and then the U.S. video was I Come in yeah. Peace, right? Yes. yes. That's what I, I remember it as. Well, wait, Bray, you have the Blu-ray and I have the... I have page, the Blu-ray, yes. yes. Under Dark Angel, I have the I Come in Peace. Well, actually, I believe it has a reversible cover, so oh, you it can does. have whichever cover you want. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I have uh, the VHS. I have the, you do, like, okay, VHS. cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was a VHS playing. staple. Uh, you yeah. know, I mean, that's something that was in pretty much every video store. Yeah. And we all know Brian Ben-Ben is annoying in it. That's not... <laughs> You know, I hate to say that, but, you know. But there's a lot of quotable is... lines in it, too. Like, And plus, you know, the, the evil gang in it is called the White Boys. Yeah. I don't think they could do that today. The White Boys are coming after me. It's like... But it's a cool idea for a movie, too. It's like <laughs> With one the of those... CDs. And... Yeah, oh, yeah, movie. yeah. That was before Pinhead. Yeah. I was going to say, before Pinhead, also before um, To the Limit. Um, yes yes <laughs> so it was very influential in terms of uh of, well i don't know if i should say it but that right. uh, in case that counts as a spoiler for some things i don't know um oh fine i'll just say it killing people with cds so yeah. they were first before anyone else it's amazing well, well the director sharp. was craig r baxley correct yes so he did a lot of great stuff i mean I'm not mistaken, um, didn't he direct stone cold stone cold and action jackson so why you could just stop you could just I retire mean, i wish i could retire <laughs> on those and i think he's done some other great stuff but those yeah. three are definitely standouts i mean imagine being you're one guy and you directed those three classic movies it's amazing <laughs> yeah he was a stunt guy um i didn't no know wonder that. it's so good well yeah because yeah, he knows he can deliver yeah what is that about it, it's interesting that stunt guys i mean you know art camacho's films sort of up and down but he's he's directed some as a stunt guy that's good and jesse v johnson was a stunt guy um the, the john wick people yeah, yeah. and isaac florentine are stunt people so 
Yeah, they they just must know what we what what, what looks good. Um, yes. On, on, yeah. So um, yeah, it looks like um he in two thousand and five he directed the third Left Behind movie. Um, so oh. Uh, yeah, and he, he did a sniper. So it looks looks like you're you're absolutely right about what you were saying, um, Ty. That he probably should have stopped after uh, <laughs> Stone Cold, maybe. Yeah. That, yeah. I, well, go out on a high is what you're saying. Yeah. Then he did direct some episodes of the show Raven, which is a martial arts program, which is yeah. uh, a classic. <laughs> and now it's syndicated. That? Yeah, Jeffrey Meek <laughs> and Lee yeah. Majors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those those kind of shows were were the best. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, like the renegade style, you know, syndicated well, action shows. Well, um, I, that's an interesting um, segue into my number one. We said the one, oh. uh, the name renegade, yeah. because uh-huh. it was like keep talking about I come in peace. Uh, no, go no, for so, it. Well, actually, I've got, got my number two. I've got What's your number two, buddy? No, so my number oh. two is Cyber Zone. Uh, AKA oh, wow. Roid Gunner, a Fred Olin Ray movie. Yeah. So I picked this one that's a little off, off, off beat. Um, but mm-hmm. I, Hughes's character in it is a really interesting baddie he's like this kind of roguish baddie guy um so just to, in sense of the movie it's a fred olin ray um futuristic movie where mark singer plays this guy who's like a bounty hunter who's been tasked with finding these really expensive female uh, sex droids um and they've been they've been smuggled by matthias hughes he's 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 captured them and they're they're love droids so they just kind of always want to have sex all the time um and so he you know matthias hughes has captured them and he plays this like this like guy who like you know, he he. I think he hijacks a, a ship to get the, the 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 female droids, and he's bringing them to Earth to sell them. Um, and um, he kind of ends up being more of like a, a likable bad guy as the film goes on. And it's almost like he gets the tongue-in-cheek nature for of what Fred Olin Ray was going for with this, which just makes it even better. Um, you know, Mark Singer does a little bit as well, but not to the d- degree that Hughes seems to. Hughes is like really in line, and I don't. It was kind of fun to see Hughes play that kind of a fun character. That's an interesting choice because I thought you might say Digital Man was also kind of similar. Oh yes, I haven't seen yeah. that one yet. I've been, another yeah. one that I've been trying to get a good copy on online. Yeah. It's not the greatest, but you know Hughes is good in it. Yeah. So I'll have to check out Droid Grunt, uh, Droid Droid Gunner. <laughs> wow. Good yeah, God. it's on. Um, it's on Tubi. It's on. Uh, oh, okay. It's in the Tubi. IMD. It's on all of them, so it's a kind of oh, okay. pick your poison. I think Tubi has the fewest commercials, so it might be the the best okay. one to uh, to go with. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I've never seen that, but it, it sounds good. Yeah, it overall as a movie, I don't know if it's the greatest, but the hues in it, I, I loved the hues in it. That's what, what really did it for me. And I think as a Fred Olin Ray vehicle, um, it's kind of a fun, you know, um, it, it, he has that mix of like, you know, sex and action in it. Um, and, and, and a lot of gratuitous stuff too. Like um, this actress, um, Rochelle Swanson, she's playing like a, a scientist who knows how to deactivate the droids in a way that doesn't hurt them. Cause that's the big thing. These sex droids, you can't damage them, right? Cause they're no good. Um, she knows how to deactivate them. And of course, Fred Olin Ray somehow works some scene in where she has to wear a sexy outfit. You know, normally she's just in like, you know, lab coat kind of scientist outfit, but now they're of like, course. Oh no, she needs to get into this. We need to get into this like brothel or something. So she has to wear a sexy outfit and then she's in a sexy outfit for the rest of the movie. So it has those kind of Olin Ray kind of touches. Um, also has Ross Hagen in it. Um, oh. And, oh, you know, nice. kind of your, 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 your so I think it's got Hoke Howell. It's got um, Brinka Stevens, um, mm-hmm. Peter Spellos, um, you know, all those kind of usual Fred Olin Ray suspects. But then here's Matthias Hughes, who's just stealing the show as Matthias Hughes. Well, because that's a good, you know, we talked about this yesterday, Brett, before we did this recording, was that we used to say that Matthias Hughes joins the fray. Oh, yeah. In most yeah. of our reviews, with the yeah. first, at least the first couple or 
<laughs> movies that mention Matthias Hughes, you always say, well, Matthias Hughes joins the fray as, as Van, Van Gilder. Gilder. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> usually he's in these kind of ensemble type movies. So yeah. what he does is he joins the fray. So we just kept using that phrase over and yeah. over again. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's likely to make anybody's list, but um, w- the Control 5, what was the Yeah, Van Deadly Gilder? Reckoning. Deadly Reckoning. Yeah. There are some funny moments in that, but it, it's not likely to make anyone's top five. Yeah, but he does join the fray. Because well, Zagarino, I think we're talking about maybe doing Zigzag. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like in uh, Robert Vaughn and Robert and Va- Robert Vaughn and Matthias Hughes. It's a weird and our Camacho I think is uh, connected to it. And that's Book Boy. Uh, is that yeah, Book Boy? yeah, it's like yeah, some gangsters. Oh, right, I think I know called... that as the Company Man. Yeah, Company, yeah, company Man. man. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the other title, right? Deadly yes, Reckoning. that is the other title. And oh, their yes. big insult for Frank Zagarino is they call him Book Boy. Yes, and uh, okay, Camacho directed boy. it. That's how he was involved. Yeah. 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 Okay, book boy. It's like, <laughs> but that's not bookstore. That's a different. No, bookstore is American Kickboxer too. Yeah, it's one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> bookstore. It's like yeah. Bookstore. It's like I want to call Walden Books. They say hello, Walden Books. Not hello, bookstore. Like usually, stores have a name. Usually, yeah. You know. Well, didn't we find? Wasn't one of the Seagal movies that took place in Romania or something like that? There was a, a place which <laughs> yeah. is called Bookstore as well. Yeah, bookstore. I, yeah. yeah. I think they reused that in Acts of Vengeance, the Banderas movie. Yeah. Yes. Like I think I there's, I think bookstore is in that too. If I'm, because it's that same Bulgarian street. You know, it's right. like yeah, that street same... that New Image uses. Yeah. yeah. This is bookstore. It's like you can't call it anything else. This is bookstore. So I am still like, holy for holies. I'm yeah. after the vengeance. It's like, it's... yeah, that's pretty much what that movie is. <laughs> but, um, but, that, but that bookstore is actually somewhat important, which is still surprising why they wouldn't give it a name because that's where he finds the book about how to become a, a stoic, which yeah. is what's the alternate title for Acts yeah. of Vengeance was stoic. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, we got to mention Book Boy and Van Gilder and, but, and the so, well, now we're gonna stop. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> no, I tell you. So, what's no, what's number one? If, well, if number I come one. in peace, isn't number one? Well, I, what the heck could be? Yes. Well, number one is Bounty Tracker. Oh, oh. Awesome. Yeah. This was this was an honorable mention for me. Oh, so. really? Okay. Wow, interesting. That that's. I, have we ever had that kind of disparity where yeah. someone's honorable mention is the other person's number one? Has that ever happened? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I thought this was gonna be number your number one, Matt, because it's got Lamas versus Hughes. Right. And Hughes is on the cover of the of the box, which you never saw before. Yeah. So you had the book of fists. Uh, it's a great cover. It's, just, it's a great movie. You know, Johnny Damone, played by Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fights so, Eric Gauss. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. right. And so, killer fights. Two of our favorites. And I do see what you're going for with yeah. that um, with that transition before we mentioned Renegade. Yeah. You mentioned Renegade, yeah. 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 So, so actually, what I think this, I, I took off too many points for the kids in the movie. I think that's. What, I know. I know. Yeah. It's annoying. And, I, and that's, that's. I probably shouldn't do that. I probably because I did actually. I'll be honest. I did have this one on my list originally, and then I decided to go. So, Fist Fighter was always going to be my number five. So it was actually a matter of whether Bounty Tracker was going to be four or honorable mention. Um, and I, I decided no retreat, no surrender. I just kind of, I started reading the backstory of it and I started thinking about it. I was like, but you're absolutely right. Like the Hughes Lamas factor in this, it's just like, it's massive. It's what you want. Yeah, it's like two titans at the top of their game. I and this is when Lamas was in his prime as, you know, when he was making all those great movies like Viper and, um, bad blood, blood for blood. So it's, it's, he's right in that pocket. And making Renegade too. Yeah, so I mean, th- this is another one of those go to the video store in the '90s movies and find this on the shelf and rent it yeah. type of movie. I yeah. love those, and this is a great example. I know Hugh, they're both on the cover. You don't get that ever. You'll never get that again. Really. No, 
and the other thing too about this movie was when when Netflix first released the on-demand streaming kind of thing when they first had I remember the, this. That's how I think it's how we watched it. Yeah, it was like you go, you're 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 paging through all of these, you know, because the way it was back then, not how it is now, where it's like you 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 hover over something and suddenly like a big thing pops up and it starts. And it just starts playing the movie. Right, Can right. You, don't play it. Yet. Whether you Netflix. want to do or not, yeah, exactly. it's like I just want to know what's going on with this thing. Yeah, I, I hate that Netflix did that. I think it's annoying. I don't know. What I did what they were thinking. I mean, just that they thought, the okay, it's trailer. starting. I better start watching it. Then yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. you hear the dome. And don't need anything. Back then, Netflix was more like kind of like what Tubi is now, where you just paged over boxes, you know, these thumbnails. And, and it, it had that thing of, of Hughes and, and Llamas kind of facing each other. Yeah. It was like, Oh, this is like, it, it, it was the kind of thing that made it like, you know, like I'm debating about maybe even getting rid of Netflix because we just, you know, my wife and I don't watch it much anymore. And I think there's like maybe four or five movies that I want for the site that I might have to, to, to get at some point. But at that time, there was a ton of great direct-to-video stuff on there. I know. I know. When it first came part. out, that's how they get you. You know, yeah. I think they, they did that on purpose, I think. Because remember, they had all those David Heavener movies. And they, they had, had, they had uh, Viper. They had the Viper version. They didn't have uh, Bad Blood. Now it's like all their own stuff and not a lot of weird stuff. A lot of weird stuff. Well, I guess Finkley Tubi has filled that bill. Yeah, that's true. But they have commercials, which is... I can... uh, Well, I've been watching Without a Trace on the Roku channel. It has a bunch of commercials. A lot of the same commercials for like... I know, but but we're used to that with the TV show. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know. They have the same ones over and over again. That's how I watched Columbo was on IMDb TV. But, you you know... Emerged from Fiant today. (laughs) (laughs) But you... (laughs) I, but we we're used to commercials when it comes to a TV show, a movie. Yeah. I, yeah. I know. If yeah, it's the only way to see something, and you're willing to be forgiving, I suppose. But I obviously, I think you We've would agree that, that I'd rather limited. watch a movie without commercials. Yeah, we've done that very limited in our movie watching for the site. Just so so far, yeah. Universal Soldiers of Return on uh, Crackle. Yeah, well, so, Crackle is really bad with commercials. Yeah, and um, but Tubi's better, I think, than Crackle. What's the other one we watched uh, on Crackle? It was um, Mercy Callow. During oh, the, oh, the Crackle original. Oh, um, Extraction. Extraction. You're not to be confused that? with the one with Bruce Willis. Yeah, not yeah. <laughs> this is a Crackle original feature. <laughs> this is the original Crackle Extraction. Vinnie Jones and Sean Astin and Danny Glover and uh, John. See, Danny Glover is another one where the you know he just yeah. shows up in these direct video movies and he's probably in it for a total of a couple days. So yeah. that's how he can do like five, six, seven, eight a year. Yeah. That's like seems to be what these bigger stars are now doing, like Bruce Willis or Mel Gibson or yeah. and, and others, where they just that's why or possibly even Nicolas Cage. And that's how they're able to be in so many movies a year because yeah, they have like a smaller part and they get it out of the way in a couple of days. And then it's like, yeah, oh, there's Bruce- another one coming out this year. It's like that's well, Bruce why. Willis is the worst defender. Obviously. Yes, he as you talked about in numerous episodes now. Yeah, because yeah, he, it, because he doesn't care. I think that's why. Like Mel Gibson still seems to care. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's in a lot of movies, but he cares. Whereas Bruce Willis, the care factor doesn't seem to he's be there. Gone. Well, because I re- I just watched Good Day to Die Hard, so I'm, I'm kind of this is your show, Matt. So please, <laughs> no, no, because I I think the Bruce Willis thing we come back to it, but it's like. I, the you know one of the, the, the juxtapositions between Hughes who we're talking about here and 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 I mean uh, Willis I mean it's like I'm looking at Willis for 2001 I mean sorry 2021 and it's like what do I see here I, I see like what, three gasoline six, alley three, like... yeah I mean eight movies and it's like <laughs> this is Godfrey Ho level 
Right. How do you keep up with that if you're a fan and you're like, I know, like, I know Todd, uh, Todd Gaines of uh, uh, Bulletproof Action. I think he's been kind of tasked um, with by, by them. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, God. <laughs> yeah, he's like the, the Willis uh, historian. Like, he's just wow. always doing these movies, which I appreciate in his case that he's just, he's got to do them. You know, he's, yeah, I know. They, I, I they need he's someone on the site to do them and he's going to do them. But I think for the rest of us, it's like, you know, like, like, like if you had a choice, right, between Gasoline Alley or American Siege or whatever, and <laughs> Fists of Iron or Fist uh, Fighter. Yes. Yeah. I, I definitely like, I pick the latter. Well, yeah, I definitely right. see where you're going with yeah. that. It's true. There's a certain soullessness that comes with a lot of these modern day DTVs. And we're the people, we're some of the few people out there celebrating DTV. And we're saying, OK, this, this is it's taken a turn. You know, okay, I mean, speak, yeah, exactly. as fans, we're saying that. Because I just watched A Good Day to Die Hard. I've never seen it. Now it's a soulless Bruce Willis movie, if ever was one. It's <laughs> like, I'm on theater. vacation. I'm in Russia. I know, topical. <laughs> I'm in Russia. And it's just like... <laughs> so he vacationed in Russia. Well, his son, John McClane Jr., <laughs> is... Uh, Who's uh, never mentioned before. Yeah. Right, he no, wasn't John McClane Jr. in the first movie, was he? The, the son, was he? Well, they call him... I think they call him Jack sometimes in the first one. Maybe right, but like, still, it's not. It's now still. he's John McClane Jr. Of course he is. And he's in, he's part of this like Russia, you know, spy program. And Bruce Willis goes to Russia to get, you know, to get him back. And he just don't care. Bruce Willis does not care at all. And there's, no. he's dubbed in a couple parts too. There's like a fake Bruce Willis uh, <laughs> dubbing. Oh, so he's going full Seagal. He, he wants Seagal. And it's like, and he, it's just funny. He, he always says in Good Day, I was like, I'm on vacation. Like, <sighs> he says that five times. I counted it. It's like, that's your Bruce, that's your John McClane line. It, it's, it's not it's, very cool. It's like, it sounds it's like he's, it's up, it sounds, yeah, it sounds whiny. It almost sounds like Ron Marchini in, um, uh, 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 I think it's Omega Cop. Oh. Where, or was that I like Mother Goose? Or, yeah, it could be Karate Cop where he's always like kind of whining and complaining. Oh, that's his Karate Cop. Him. Yeah, Karate. Yeah. It's like, do this, she said. Do that, yeah. she said. <laughs> Remember that. Um, yeah. So he kind of complains his way through the movie. And he so really I'd, does. I'd hate to see where, the, you know, that, that Willis is doing the same thing. No, it's not a great movie. I don't know if you've seen it, Matt. No, so I, I did see Live Free or Die Hard. So it's it, it was kind of looking through the, the IMDb to get a sense of it. It's like he does Die Hard with a Vengeance in 95. Right. Right, um, great movie. Still really in good. the, still in the, you know, in the top range of his of the Die Hard series. Yeah, and then it's twelve years. So when he does <laughs> Live Free or Die Hard, that's already like a a reunion kind of like let's you know bring the bring the band back together, cash grab kind of thing in '07, and yeah. and it already had that feel too. I mean, I mean, there's a scene where he 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 um he blows up a uh, a helicopter, I think by running a cop car yeah over, i've know. seen the movie yeah it's ridiculous yeah, right like yeah. it's 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 like that should make a movie awesome right like the yeah. movie, in like, theory yeah. awesome if it has that in it yeah i mean like we were talking about stone cold right i mean you, you know you that's very stone cold with the yeah, motorcycle and like, the helicopter that blows up yeah that's fantastic and 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 it already had that sort of like going through the motions feel so i can only imagine that we come back it looks like eight years later yeah for, the, the, the a good day to die hard. So so we've already done our cash grab thing. Willis has already said like, okay, I'm doing this one last time to get this cash grab in 07. And then they come back and say, oh no, it was, it was 2013. So it was six years later. Yeah. They say, okay, let's do another cash grab and let's 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 do this again. 
I can only imagine the sleepwalking that's going on. In it's that, in that really one. bad. It's just like he does not care whatsoever. No. Is that the one with like there's like a CGI like fall or something? Yeah, yeah they like... all jumped out of CGI windows and there's a CGI helicopter. It's just like he he does it. He looks like he's digitized Bruce Willis <laughs> in some scenes. It's like is that Bruce Willis or a digital Bruce Willis? It's wow, not like it's the apocalypse. It's not like the apocalypse video game from the nineties. You can look that up. Just, uh, Why is there a digital like, Bruce Willis? Yeah, it's a, it's a game called Apocalypse. Do you remember this, Matt? Or no, the PlayStation? It was like he was like the first actor to be in a video game. <laughs> like Bruce Willis, <laughs> the first actor to sleepwalk through a video <laughs> game. Bruce Willis again. <laughs> it's perfect for for a zombie thing, right? Because he can. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have our uh, no subject for for Mr. Bruce, but we won't repeat it. Yeah, so, okay. well, yeah. But uh, I guess we're supposed to talk about Hughes. I mean, we keep making fun of Bruce Willis well, for a while. Have, well, we've, we've done that so, a lot. So, I guess we well because because you're my number one. We already talked about with I come in peace. So I guess yeah. we've got some uh, honorable mentions. Yes, honorable mentions. Yes. And what are yours, Matt? Well, so so we talked about Bounty Tracker. That was my yeah. one. The other one is Ultimate Justice, just because of him oh. working at a fast food place. Um, he <laughs> a burger out. hat or a hot dog. Yes. Hat? Oh yes, the whole thing. Yeah, it just I I couldn't. It wasn't enough to put it on a list. You know, it wasn't enough okay. to make the list, but it was yeah, so fantastic that. that it had to be honorable mention. Well, and that's one. He's a good guy. Is that one of those rare yeah, good guy roles? Oh, it's like oh yeah, it was. So that should be that's worth an honorable mention because usually he's the baddie. But you know, in the recent like in um, what's the other one? Um, Showdown in Manila. Yes. Oh yeah, that he's a good guy it. in that, I believe. So no, you know, he's not. It's coming oh, he's not. Okay, I'm thinking of the other one. Sorry. You're thinking of but, what, about Maximum Justice or what was called Maximum, maximum Impact. Maximum Impact. impact. Yeah. So it seems like maybe in more of his, I guess, newer releases. He's softening. He's softening. Maybe. I mean, he doesn't have to, but maybe they're seeing him that way. It's like okay, he can play some good guys now. Yeah, those all seem to be. Um, oh boy, now I can't. Well, well, Ultimate Justice wasn't, but um, they all seem to be that uh, that actor um, Nevsky. Uh, yeah, Nevsky. Nevsky. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to be doing a lot of Nevsky movies. Um, and uh, which I think maybe for him it's interesting because the Nevsky movies. I don't know if you've know how you guys feel about these, but it seems like they're always like, "How cool is Alexander Nevsky?" You know, like. That's <laughs> but that's what makes him funny. That's yeah, right. just, his <laughs> acting is so wooden, but you gotta love it. And it's like. Yeah. When's that one coming out where it's Michael Madsen, Eric Roberts, and Nevsky? And hopefully soon. But yes, no, I, I see your point, Matt. But the thing is, that's part of the pleasure of these movies. <laughs> like, that's that's part of it for us. It's, it's like like that one where it's like, um, there's like Tomb Raider meets uh, Fast and oh, Furious. Treasure Raiders. Yeah, yeah Treasure Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> Only Nevsky would put himself in the center of a wacky plot like that. He plays like a Vin Diesel type guy <laughs> whose girlfriend is the older Sherilyn Fenn. Yeah, so it's like he got <laughs> Sherilyn Fenn, yeah. made her his girlfriend, then you know fancied himself some old. sort of Russian Vin Diesel, and, and then, yeah. but also with some tomb raiding. It's, it's yeah, and David Carradine hanging around. Of course. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good example. <laughs> you gotta watch Treasure Raiders, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I definitely I, I, I so I, I watched a showdown in Manila and then I think I started um, I started the um, not maybe it was Maximum Impact or, or one of those ones. I started it and I was just like, man, the Nevsky, I, I, I got to take it. It was, it was kind of one of those things. It wasn't so much like I, 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 I was so put off by the Nevsky making himself seem so cool that I couldn't watch it. It was more like I've got other things I got to watch. Maybe I'll come back to this kind of kind of mindset. But see, I would just suggest you alter your mindset to. 
instead of seeing that as a negative, see it as a positive. <laughs> and <laughs> that's all I would suggest. Then you might get a little more enjoyment out of these Nevsky movies. Yeah, I, I think Treasure Raiders is on Tubi. I think I, I could be wrong. Seems like it want, would be. Yeah, you don't want to be a negative Nevsky. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the new one, negative Nancy, or was that yeah. something people say? Yeah, uh, yeah. Debbie okay, Downer. Negative, yeah, negative Nancy, Debbie Downer, and now negative Nevsky. Yeah, so you don't like, you don't want that. I can't believe Brent Huff directed Treasure Raiders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. That is ridiculous. I I didn't know he directed anything. Um, it's not bad if you if you. It's you silly. Know, it's yeah. silly fun. Yeah, we can't help it. I mean, don't go in expecting you know There's the new Mission possible. of Justice, but it's yeah. no. But, but, it, <laughs> but if you yeah. if you're willing to go silly, then do it. Yeah, and it's on Tubi. I think that's that's fantastic. How did we watch? It? I forget. I think we watched uh, we, on Hulu. I don't know, I forget we watched it. How did yeah. we watch it? I, it Amazon Prime, on, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I see it has William Shockley as the beekeeper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as as you might expect. Do you want to be a beekeeper? It doesn't seem very exciting of a job because you might get stung a lot, right? I know they're wearing those nets, but it's just like there's like net costumes. Yeah, but you only do it out for the love of bees. Like no one's forcing anyone. Do you have to be a, a love beekeeper. of bees? Like, I, I think uh, there are people that, that bees are interesting. I, I will yeah, say yeah. We, had a, we had a situation here. Um, so we have our air conditioning. You know, we have just the wall air conditioning units. And um, I, I got I was lazy about like, sec, you know, like uh, uh, blocking it off, um, blocking off the open spots. So I just took a towel underneath where it was open, kind of on the bottom. And just stuff this towel underneath and then put some towels in where it didn't meet the, you know, where it, it, I should have used duct tape or something. But anyway, uh, some bubble bees decided to create a nest in that uh -oh. towel. Um, and I just started to notice there were some bubble bees around. I was like, what's going on here? And then I touched the towel and there was like, and it was just ridiculous. Ah. So I had to call the bee removal people. And um, this guy just showed up and he had no net. He had like a like your basic like butterfly net to get them. <laughs> but he had, he had no protective equipment other than gloves. And that was it. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's all there in the, um, in, in the towel. So he just scooped it up. But the thing is, the pheromones from the, the nest were such that, like, the other bees that were around did not want to leave. Like, there was, like, a, a, like five or six left that didn't want to go anywhere. And um, I had to go get, like, a raid or something like that and kind of open up the window, spray them, and just be like, see ya, um, and get them out of there. And then I got tons of duct tape and just taped the whole thing off completely. But, um, yeah, I could see, though, there's a little sense of the bees, like, when they were, like, wondering where their nest went. <laughs> not the And bees. they were kind of, you know, buzzing yeah, around. The the, the, yeah, I kind of felt bad for them a little bit. Like, there is there is a little bit of a charm in a bee, I guess. But, you know, when they sting you, they're not so charming. I guess that's what I would no. say. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure how we got here. Yeah, I but, think I uh, asked about being a beekeeper because... Yeah, why? Movie, which... I, it, this is one of the few Nevskis that didn't have Hughes, uh, Treasure Raiders. <laughs> yeah, why did we ask about beekeeping just now? I, I literally just forgot. I know. It's oh, like... the character. There's the beekeeper. Oh, William beekeeper. Oh, yeah, right. Shockley. That's yeah, right. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's how we ended up there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you guys have any any honorable mentions? Uh, no, I do not. Um, I just wrote down the list. I should have probably double-checked. Maybe... For well, a little silly we, we mentioned huge, Book Boy, we mentioned some yeah. of his, uh, you know, Showdown in Manila and some of his later efforts. I think those would probably count as our honorable mentions. Well, there's yeah. one movie I do want to mention. Let me just get the title correct. So, or it's, it's you can't find it anywhere. It's, just, it's a hard huge movie to find. Um, let me just get the title correct. Hostile Environment. Mm. Have you, have you heard, heard of this? Of no, I haven't. I I see uh, it on here on IMDb, so it's, it's a later 90s one. Um, yeah, David A. Pryor movie, Bridget Nielsen's back, Darren Shalavi. Oh. And he's the hero. He plays Mike Erickson. Yeah. 
I would it love looks to like see cool. that. I lo- wanted to see it for a long time, just not available in our country. Wow, well, that sounds so, really yeah, like really good. Just to make that potentially good. I'm now. I get that out there because I always wanted to see it. Yeah, I'm kind of maybe curious. a listener out there like yeah. can find a copy or something. Yeah, hostile environment. Um, so it, it is is it AIP or is it just David Pryor? Right? I think it's David Pryor. All right, That's something cool to watch to out that. for. Well, let's yeah. see here. Let's see if it comes up on on. Uh... Of course, it, you know, there's like so many different things that hostile environment can be when you type that in. That's one of the problems is it can be workplace harassment right. videos. Um, <laughs> so I've got to uh, put it in 1999. Yeah, full movie. <laughs> yeah, full movie. There we go. Let's see if that gets us something because um, yeah, oh, that'd be great. I haven't checked in a long time. Now again, it's like episodes of things like Dateline and stuff like that, you know, or hostile <laughs> environment. And so, yeah, it it doesn't look like it, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, like Chris Harrison, you know, yeah. or um, what's his name? The guy you don't like? Um, oh, I hate Morrison. him. I uh, hate Keith Morrison. <laughs> okay. I don't like him. He sucks. The voice, right? <laughs> the voice irritates because it's fake. Yeah, it's like. He doesn't care, but his voice tries to like mask it. He's not, like, but yeah, he, he has this sort of like veneer of being yeah. above everything, and like everything's yeah. a question. It's like, or was it? Or <laughs> was it? I keep Morrison. See, if it was Liam Neeson or something, it's like I don't know who you are. I'm gonna to catch a predator. And it's like, see, that's wow. That would be amazing. Uh, oh, Brian Mills what? to catch a predator. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna play Chris Hansen in a movie. <laughs> oh, Liam Neeson playing Chris Hansen in a movie to yeah. catch a predator. That would yeah. be, <laughs> yeah. that would be fantastic. He came up in a movie I watched recently called White Boy Rick or something about this. That it's it's a documentary. Um, oh, Liam or Netflix. Chris Hansen? Yeah, and Chris Hansen. I guess he got okay. his start as a writer in in Detroit, and he was like reporting on like the drug trade. And I guess like he had kind of he he knew this white boy Rick guy, but he'd also kind of like he was reporting on on all of this sort of the drug trade that was going on. But uh, what's interesting is that they talked about how um the police chief from uh, Beverly Hills Cop, um he was a real police chief in Detroit who uh, actually like was involved with this stuff. Um and and so um but yeah, so that was that's how Chris Hansen got his start was uh was was working the beat in, in Detroit talking about the uh, crack gangs and, and whatnot there. In wow, the now his voice is a, it's a yeah. real voice. Yeah, uh, he has an voice. amazing like, voice. Yeah. Not like Keith Morrison. <laughs> sucker. There was a guy from my high school who was on to catch a predator. He, um, really? Oh yeah. So it was like the early seasons. It was in DC and, um, and I didn't remember him. He was a class ahead of us. Um, mm. but, um, uh, yeah, he, he, you know, it was it was the class, you know, it's the whole thing of like, you know, oh no, hey, why don't you have a seat right here? And um, oh, he, oh, he no. told him to have a seat. Have a seat? Wow. Oh yep. no, that's not good. It yeah, he showed Polk up and... because it's like it's not going to be going very well for Polkit. Like... Yeah, Polk <laughs> yeah, I'll remember Polkit. Um, yeah. Wow, I, I can't imagine seeing someone I sort of know on there. I mean, the last season they did what took uh, took place in Connecticut, so everyone in it was a Connecticut person. Oh, right. That's not black guy uh, for old Connecticut there. Yeah, not not great. Well, because Chris Hansen, I believe, lives in Connecticut, and he took the train um, to New York City, and um, like one of the guys on that To Catch a Predator season, like he knew from the train or something. There's some story behind that. Um, and so, like a lot of people are in the Southern Connecticut area, like Fairfield, and um, uh, yeah, it's like a Connecticut-based season, so it's kind of interesting. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, but, I guess that's it for the huge. Okay, well, we're talking about to catch a predator. Yeah. We know we've yeah, big ran out of huge. Yeah. But, 
I, I mean, maybe no subject idea for like a new version of like, the Hanson movie or something. Oh, like that. I, that's I a good like idea. Just get everyone well, has a cool it's... voice. Yeah. Chris Hansen sounds like the name of a character Matthias Hughes would have played. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. Like Chris Hansen joins the fray. As... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Deathmatch too. Yeah. Well, well, the other guy, Morrison, I think he, he, oh, would, no. be, he, he would be like an interesting podcaster. Wouldn't he be like, well, <laughs> it was this point I just, in, in uh, the movie where he went and, you know, then it was like, but oh, did that, he? He, or yeah. did he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what if he did the Matthias Hughes minute podcast? Was like, <laughs> and I come in peace, he said, maybe. Or you go in pieces. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. then there's a commercial. And there's a commercial and then it's for some like. The Bachelor or something. <laughs> it's, I know that's probably the wrong. I meant ABC. Well, I mean, if it's a commercial, it's probably either for cars or medications because that's or most... cars for kids. You know? <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> don't even kids. start to go there. Do you guys have that commercial? Because I. Oh my God! For... Yes, we yeah, do. We don't is. have it down here, but in oh. when I listen to my sports radio in Boston, they play the cars for kids commercial. It's ungodly. I can't. Yeah. It's it's I'd satanic. I'd rather hear that than than Liberty Mutual. Well, or... that's bad, but but Liberty Mutual. Is isn't really like a full song right. whereas cars for kids is like a full song yeah and it's so bad no they really target sports radio because they also do wfan yeah like, yeah like, it's just like it, it, it has starts with like this bad like like no. or like like cat you know like keyboard <laughs> <laughs> oh no we're not gonna sing it we're no not no 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 yeah because you, you don't want to get that one in your head for people that no, don't live don't. in in the new england area who have never heard this before just be thankful don't don't go yeah. looking it up thinking like, don't look it up just please don't look it up yes it's it's really really catchy and it's really annoying and it's just oh my god and they play it like like so often like at least every hour on the hour they play it i mean it's really bad but we should yeah, probably so, end there. We end on a happy note. Um, yes. Okay. It's like, <laughs> well, thanks for having us on the show. Yeah. I mean, I think the <laughs> final words on Hughes. I think oh, yeah. Go ahead. I, I think this this list that we have, which I was surprised that we had as much no diversion overlap. on this list as we did. That we actually were able to kind of spotlight it. I, I thought we might have more overlap. Um, I really thought you were going to have Barry Tracker as number one or yeah, I, I come with Keith as number two. I, you know what it is? It's I, I'm a little bit of a stickler on certain things. I, it, it's funny because I, I I see sometimes people will comment on my on my blog like you know like why do you have such a big deal about the run times or why do you have such a big deal about kids in the movies or, or these kinds of things and it's like I they're just my my quirks I guess like I've I'm a quirky film watcher. <laughs> yeah, but but we have those same things. We're we were always talking about running times and how movies yeah. most movies are too long. Yeah, yeah kids in movies are un, you know annoying a lot of the time. Even though we have championed some kids in movies, yeah. but I do see your point. So I think we kind of agree on those things. Yeah, and I think it's just like it's it's how much does the quirk like I think maybe I sometimes let the quirks affect my ability to watch the movie more than other people. Where it's like yeah, like for you know for for Ty, you're you're saying like Bounty Tracker is fantastic as it is in the the Lamas versus. Um, huge sense and like the cover yeah. and everything and like the whole thing is fantastic where i'm like man those annoying kids just really annoyed me so much that <laughs> you know it's like i probably should like let these things bother me less and enjoy the good parts more and i should just be like you know what i don't i don't like you know yes the kids were annoying but the the, the hughes and the llamas were was uh, you know well, well yeah that's what you got to concentrate and on let's not forget about yeah. the llamas line from bounty track which is drop the case essay <laughs> <laughs> isn't that what john travolta said in you said change, that the too, change the goal right it's like or drop I think it's homie. almost the same line. Is it drop oh, no, no, that's another good one from yeah. Lama. Lama. Yeah, hey, homie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. And, and I mean, the other thing too, right, is that you've got. Um, am I right with Bounty Tracker? Right, that's the one where you've got the the Lamas in disguise as an IRS agent. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> so that is very plausible. 
exactly. <laughs> and he's like speaking of Boston, right? He's in the, so maybe that's why why he 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 had like he maybe that's why the kids didn't bother him so much is he was so used to listening to the Cars for Kids commercial. No, <laughs> IRS guy in Boston. Yeah, someone's gonna actually say. Well, it. I mean, not being an IRS guy in Boston makes sense because it's Taxachusetts. Right. Yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's always the. I, I, that's I, yeah. I haven't heard that one in a long time. <laughs> Especially living near you know, in New Hampshire, where there's like you know, live free or die. So like, there's no income tax, no sales tax. Oh yeah, awesome. that's awesome. I was there a couple uh, a couple years ago, and there was no income tax. Yeah. Well, or well, <laughs> not that that affects you on your day visit, but um, but when because you went there to go to your movie warehouse. Yes, I did, and she gave she gave us a bunch of uh, free tapes because we went we took the trek. You know, it's the, the cool place if you have Wolfsboro, New Hampshire, your yeah. movie warehouse. Laura, yeah. the owner. I, I think I've been name. there a long, long time ago because we used to we used to go up there because there's them, um, there's that, and then um, Weir's Beach. There's an old arcade, like there's a kind of like the classic gaming arcade. Yes, I've heard about that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were, kind of, I guess we're like a couple, we we're a couple hours, <coughs> um, maybe an hour and a half, maybe something like that. Um, so um, yeah, it's a really great area. Um, yeah, that's really cool that you were able to go up there. Yeah. But, I was, right. Yeah. Well, thanks again for having us on the yes, show. Yes, thank you very much. Well, I guess at this point now we're 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 closing in on the end here. I guess yeah. it's, it's plug time. Um, oh, yeah. it's time for plugs. Okay. <laughs> we'll yeah. just shoot up some plugs. Or we'll just shoot up some pluggos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I feel like with the bad TV that we watch, that whenever yeah. I hear about plugs, I'm thinking of like you know some hair replacement <laughs> clinic talking about plugs. <laughs> I mean, at the risk of uh, mentioning cheaters again, I feel like that's a type of commercial you'd see while you're watching cheaters at like two o'clock in the morning. But yes, exactly. well, Joey Greco and you know, and what, Clark, Gable. Clark, Clark Gable the third. I'm Clark um, Gable. But he didn't say the third. He says Clark Gable. Still. He just says Clark Gable. There's yeah, no yeah. third for they a lot to of put those. The third for for SAG reasons, I think. I think you can't be you can't have the same name as somebody else. I think that's why William H Macy is W H Macy in his movies. Um, and also, that's uh, so why I see Thomas Howell is see Thomas Howell. He didn't want to be that because there's already a, a I guess a Thomas Howell, so he yeah. changed it to see Thomas because. But we call C. him Thomas. Tommy. So. Yeah. See Thomas Howell is awesome. Maybe we can do yeah, a I, podcast. Because I just watched a, one of his direct video movies from Ty's collection called Hourglass. Oh, I've um, got to see that one. Yeah, because it's actually directed and co-written by Tommy. Powell. Yeah. And um, it's sort of, you know, in that erotic thriller vein that was so big at the time. And um, it's it's definitely worth a watch. There's some interesting aspects to it. Like he really kind of goes for it because, you know, he's behind the camera and in front of the camera. He's really like doing his best. And um, there's some really interesting cameos in the movie, too, that I won't say what they are. But when certain people show up, you go, oh, like and they're in it for such a short amount of time. And so, yeah, definitely an, an interesting movie. Uh, hourglass well yeah oh the plugos all right so yeah, i guess uh come, come up, up and the reviews dinette. the then dine at the website which we have a you know the podcast you which you are a frequent collaborator uh done itunes and spotify and all the other classic podcatchers um Ty come up it's on the twitter tie action rocks on instagram i posted good guys were black today if you want to Ooh. date this oh, one. The classic the chuck, chuck the chuck norris with no beard and uh, that's it. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Good guys were black. I was. I think that yeah. might have been the first Chuck Norris movie I saw. And I oh, was wow. on um in 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 Boston. They had um the independent channel TV thirty eight. They used to do this thing called the Movie Loft, 
with uh, this oh, guy, yeah, the Dana movie Loft. Yeah, I've heard of the movie Loft. Yeah. Like, yeah, he had this beautiful voice, Dana Hersey. Be like, yeah, tonight on the movie Loft, we've got, you know, and it, and it was good because Good Guys Wear Black. Is that the one where he jump kicks somebody yes. um, into a car window, like through a yeah. car window? Yeah. Yeah. And so that was like when I was like, that might have been kind of when you think about like, you know, those seminal pictures that get you into the kinds of movies that we talk about. That may have been one of the first that like really got me into the action genre was to oh. see that. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I mean, that's yeah. interesting that Ty would happen to post that. That's now. an interesting coincidence. Yeah, just, yeah. Well, I can give you the behind the scenes of why I posted that. But well, yeah. I'll just tell you, I'm running out of tapes to post, man. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so it's like. Well, you posted a lot already, and there's more to come. But there's more to come, to but I mean, I, I have a, I put it in a certain order, so people like Chuck, you know. So. Yeah. Well, you can post Hourglass. Have you posted Hourglass? Well, no, I well, I, I want to rewatch it. I saw mm-hmm. it ages ago, but I, my memory is poor. Unless I'm really running. It, it does have kind of a cool cover. They try yeah. to make it look almost like a boxing Helena type movie, which yeah, it's really it's, not. But it's but it's still good. It just the box art. It's a little misleading, but it's cool. It's like a woman kind of turning into an hourglass, like a physical hourglass. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, that well, sounds like a good one. I have to check that one out. But um, yeah, yeah, I think you might like that. Yeah, yeah, and then one of the one quick thing before we wrap up is I want okay, to sure. mention. Um, I I did a count, and of course I, I forgot what the number was of, of how many times you guys have actually been oh, on. Oh yeah, how many oh. times? I want to say this is your sixteenth one. Oh my um, And there's fifteen of them available. So the very first time you guys were on, that one is not available right now okay. because um, to, um uh, Talkshoe, the company that I used to uh, host them, they had a server crash where um everything that I did before 2015 was was gone. Um, and so those early, the, the, like I think the, I've, I've managed to get all but the first eight re-uploaded onto bad. the site. So, yeah. so like the first one that, that that's available that you guys were on was Man from Tai Chi. Um, I, and, don't, um, I barely remember that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's <laughs> maybe in some ways better that those are lost in the sands of time because I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we were as uh, as professional and we, as great yeah, as we I, are now. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I think we had microphone think issues. I, know, I was going to say, that I think the first time you guys were on, you had to share a mic, I think. I believe yeah. that is correct. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, wow. So now we have our own microphones. Yeah, now we have our own <laughs> microphones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing how far all, you know, like, I mean, I, I, I still kind of do a very simple show where it's just like, you know, tack on the, the, the opening and the closing and, and post it. But um, it, it is kind of crazy to think, too, like how, you know, how different it is between, you know, I mean, that was like the mid 2010s where it was like kind of a new thing to be doing a podcast. I oh think, yeah. You know. That was kind of when podcasts first kind of came on the scene. Yeah. It was around we that did time. our best to be good, you know, it was the beginning and now yeah. we're part of the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we sure like, are. When I first was, cause it, Mo and, 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 and John yes. Cross, they, they were like doing like their own podcast night and they're like, Hey Matt, you know, you've been on the, the show a couple times. Would you like to just do, you know, do, do your own thing for an hour. And I was like, Oh, that's like, great. So the, then I was kind of going through like the list of like, you know, you guys and Mitch, everybody who would like, you know, we've been interacting, you know, the whole time um, doing these, these, you know, during our, our blogs and our, our sites and talking about movies, like, yeah, let's, let's kind of, you know, do all this stuff. And, but now it's kind of cool. It's like, you guys have your show. Um, Will's got a show, uh, you know, with exploding helicopter. And it's like, um, you know, more people are doing the actual podcast thing. So it's kind of a cool thing that like, yes, know, it's a nice community and, uh, and yeah, happy to agree. Happy yeah. to be part of it. Yeah. yeah. It's so, a lot of so fun. That's the number I think. Cause we were talking about what, 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 what is the official so number? 16. I, I think I forgot. I can't remember if it's 16 or 15 now. Which is <laughs> Let's round it up to 20. Down. Okay, but, um, 20, yeah. Because there's the lost episodes. Right. 
So, I'll double check your appearances also. So, oh yeah, yeah. Do, do that for next time, Ty. Uh, next time, Ryan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll kind of figure out what the actual the official number is. But but either way, I mean, obviously it's it's a, a record by a huge point. That it's I think it's like I think it must be maybe maybe that's the rule. Like I was gonna say, once we get past ten, it's it's collaborator status. But I think, yes, um, I think so. We were calling that's, each other collaborators right. before that number before before ten. Because yeah, I, I, the last year when I did the show it was like almost exclusively just having you guys on because I was like having trouble just maintaining the show and just doing it. And so then she's like, well, Ty and I are chatting anyway. Let's just think of an idea for a show or something like that. Yeah. That's, now that's look, now we're, we're flying here. So, are you going to uh, be calling this episode Hughes? Are you, or just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that, that could be One of the things I was thinking too, was I was wondering if at any point in his career, um, a, uh, an agent ever referred to him as Husey baby. Like, you know, something like, a, like Husey baby, I got a great one for you here. Or something <laughs> like, like, like a baby Huey. Baby, baby Husey. Huey. Yeah. Baby Husey. <laughs> Huey. I'm in a yeah. bad, bad Huey. <laughs> I'm in a bad, bad movie. Um, Hughesy Lewis bad, bad in the ball. news. Yeah, uh, Hughes of the rainbow. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could do some sort of color pun. Um, right, yeah. right. Yeah, Hughes uh, are you? Um, Hughes yeah. are you? Yeah, Hughes CSI. are you? Yeah. 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 Maybe you can use that song. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hughes are you? <laughs> Hughes, 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 Hughes. Yeah, I think that. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think we have to end it there. Yeah, end it now. We're all singing now. Yeah, we, we've created Hughes' theme song at this point. So yeah, that's probably like what's going to happen. Is he, if Hughes does listen to this episode, he'll get to all the way to there, and then he'll be like. I don't know about them singing that song about me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, they, even I don't want to hear about myself this much. This is going on way too long. Right? Too much. Uh, this is too much. All right, uh, perfect. Well, thank you guys again for coming welcome. on. I think this you're welcome. A fun one. Anytime. Yeah, yeah, we'll be back on your show soon, and you'll be on our show. Yes, yes I think sure. we have some things planned. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've, we've got stuff in the hopper, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. It could be like a Dennis Hopper thing. Oh. Something in the hopper. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's not bad. Yeah, okay, I'll use that. <laughs> All right, but we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks everyone cool. for listening. Yeah. Bye. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.